Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Live from training camp, it's the Chicago Bears podcast. Can we get away with that? I don't know if we can steal that. Is that copywritten by Saturday Night Live? Don't sue us. Hey, Pat the Designer, Jason McKee in the building. Chicago Bears podcast live from training camp. Now, we had a bunch of weather today. We basically had like a monsoon come through real quick. So everything was moved inside. But. Still a really good day of practice. We got to see a lot. We'll break down what we saw. Also, Cole Komet is making a lot of money. Big money. Want to get Jason McKee's live reaction on uh, $50 million? Oh, you, saw, you saw my reaction upstairs. <laughs> well, Jason, yeah, here's the thing. You, you, you're, you're, you've been closer to $50 million than I have. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a fullback. I ain't never been close to 50. <laughs> hey, I'm look, not complaining. I've never cl- been Closer. Closer. Right, right. ER. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then uh, just overall takeaways from training camp. All that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave a five-star review. I want to start off here, Jason. Um, number 37 is a kicker. Does that hurt a little bit? Man, you heard Does me. That, does that, my bad, no, dog. Man, I was <laughs> like, I got, I got to talk to Bears equipment manager, Tony Medlin. I'm like, look, man, I, I, you can give it to a smaller guy, a DB. Yeah. You know, you can even give it to a receiver. But you give it to a kicker, you know what I mean? You got to have some some oomph, some girth to wear that number. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have a little talk with T-Med after we finish this pod. We, we got to have a discussion, T-Med. We got to figure out what, uh, how to pronounce his name, too. Is it Schmitz? S-Z-M-T-Y? Schmitzy? Yeah, I thought it was S-Z-M-Y-T. M-Y-T? Is the Z silent? That's what I kept asking. Yeah, I, Tom we, Waddle. If they, we were trying to figure it out. I said, I said Waddle, is the Z silent? Is it Schmitz? <laughs> or is it, you know, hopefully he can, he can make field goals. You know, we're going to. Every position, you know, everybody's out there battling right now. Uh, it has finally begun. You yeah. Know, training, camp is offici- a training camp has officially kicked off, Pat. So, you know, even the guys' names that we can't pronounce on the roster right now, <laughs> those are the guys looking to, to, to put their footprint, you know, in terms of making the team. Yeah. A lot of battles will be going on. A lot of battles taking place uh, that may not be in the limelight, yeah. that may not be in the media, but every rep matters to those young guys. I was one of those young guys at one point in my career. To where you know you're being evaluated on everything. You're being evaluated on how you carry yourself in a meeting. Uh, you're being evaluated on you know how you interact with your teammates. Yeah. And you're being evaluated on every single practice rep that you have. Whether you're an offense defensive player, you better excel on special teams because that is your key to unlock your spot on this roster. I thought we saw some really good things out of a lot of different positions, special teams included today. I mean, we, me and you both talked about, you know, a young guy, Tyler Scott, yeah. who showed a really good burst off of the punt team. Uh, also got some nice plays in there mm-hmm. at receiver as well. Really fast guy. What is, what right now from what you saw today? And I know we, let's get it out there. We're tempering expectations on everything. They're in shorts and, and 100%, T-shirts. 100%. Yeah, I mean, so it's not crazy. But what was one of the biggest things that you saw today that really just stood out to you? Well, I think, obviously, you know, we talked about them playing in shorts, but just the speed, the yeah. energy. And it's day one in camp. You should have an energy. The speed should be there just because you're not in full pads. But I, you can tell that the guys were excited about being back. They were excited about getting this thing kicked off. You know, um, you know, I've seen uh, Greg Stroman Jr. make an interception. And, you know, he took that ball, um, you know, took that ball, ran downfield 
and the whole defense was running downfield with oh, him, yeah. celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime a ball hits the dirt, I love yeah, that that camaraderie. Yeah. We running together, we going out there making it happen. Hundred percent. And those are the things that you know during my time, my playing days here in Chicago. Those are the things that love you, you know, heart upon our defense, right? Yeah. You want to play fast, but in order to play fast, play fast, you have to practice fast. Yeah. So anytime there was a turnover, anytime that ball was on the ground, our defense treated it like it was a takeaway. And, you know, and then that carried over into the game. So I'm, I was glad to see that. I was glad to see the offense, um, you know, picking up where they left off in terms of minicamp. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of different formations, a lot of different personnel groupings. I saw a lot of 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. A lot of 12 personnel, two tight ends, one running back, uh, a lot of motions and shifts, you know, yeah. things of that nature. And it was good to see that, you know, Justin Fields did a good job of distributing the ball, not just to DJ Moore, who we saw a lot yeah. from today, but a lot of different guys caught passes from Justin Fields. And it was good to see that him using all his chess pieces. And that just goes to show you that, you know, we've been talking about this all offseason, right? Him being comfortable in year two in this offense, but you actually are starting to see that, you know, we're going to see that more throughout training camp, but now we're going to see that on a day-to-day basis. I thought it was a comfortability with everybody, right? Like even how there's there's there are new guys here. Like the Bears went out and got a lot of guys, but when you saw them right last year in training camp, I mean, they were sprinting yeah. to every set, every down. We're going to get in shape. We're going to, you know, and, and it was trying to break the mold of what had been there before, mm-hmm. right? They said that, you know, basically previous regime is a little, little, little more, you know, we walk into where we got to be. We'll get there when we get there. And they're not crazy, but but Flus had them running. It it seems like, you know, this year when we saw them kind of get into their different sets, yes, they're still running. They're still, you know, going going after, but it wasn't as you gotta be there right now. Let's get to the next one. Let's get to the next one. Let's get to the next one. Seems like there's more of a comfortability there. You mentioned the DJ Moore and Justin Fields connection. The one thing that we can guarantee this is not a training camp fluke. That connection is 110% real. We saw Justin Fields go to him, uh, I want to say, in the right corner of the end zone, threw a deep shot down to him, DJ Moore. I think he ended up stepping out. I think the ref called him Mm -hmm. out, but still was able to bring that ball in. That connection's there. They'll get that timing right. Underneath, we saw him hit him with a nice route. I mean, it seems like everything, for the most part, on the front line of this team is set in place. Your starters know what their role is. Yeah, and it's good to see that, you know, obviously Justin got together with the guys in the offseason. They spent time down in Florida uh, building that chemistry, working on timing and different nuances of the passing game. And what amazed me is how good DJ Moore looked today. He can do all that, but his offseason consisted of hot flaming hot Doritos and Mountain Dew. You know what I mean? Like you're a guy that can do that. You can you could perform at that level eating all that junk. He's 26, like, Jay Mac. Hey, man, good, eat it, man. man. Eat it, man. I was like, wow, like man, I, like I was actually training. Like I in all season, I was eating celery and broccoli and I and I wasn't as fast as him. But you know, it, it, he just has you, hey, know, you know what that was though. You know what that was? He said popcorn and all the popcorn sponsors was like, hey, we'll give you free popcorn if you just post yeah. a picture with it. Yeah. He was like, hey, let me get the flaming hot uh, Doritos and yeah, uh, right out. Said, hey, I forgot. He said, I left some of my favorites out. He retweeted after that uh, yeah. presser yesterday and said that the, the, the flaming hot Doritos and Mountain Dew also aided in his offseason development. But the thing that I look at with DJ Moore, right? And I know we've talked about this before, right? His DNA, right? His DNA, his his genetic makeup as a receiver is exactly what you want here in Chicago, yeah. right? He's a Philly guy, right? Philly is a tough-minded city, a gritty city, just like Chicago. And when you have a type of receiver that can go out there and perform at a high level the way he has done his entire career yeah. with a carousel of quarterbacks, right? 
you know you're going to face adversity here in Chicago just because of the elements you're going to play in. Yeah. You know it's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be raining. We saw how the weather changed today. We couldn't even have an open you know, training camp because of the weather change at the drop of right. a dime. So when you have a receiver that can produce, regardless of the situation right, or the cards that he's dealt, that's the type of receiver, gritty receiver you need here in Chicago. And the main thing that I'm looking forward to seeing him do is elevate the play of everybody around him in that receiver room. You talked about Tyler Scott. You know, Cole Komet, we just sat in on his press conference, yeah. talked about, you know, all these guys are going to be important. He talked about Chase Claypool, right? Chase Claypool being, you know, the key to to them having success as an offense, but them being able to go as far as they want to go with Chase Claypool developing and making plays. Like everybody on this roster is is going to be called upon to make a play. And, you know, it's, it's up to the coaches to develop these guys to make sure they got the guys in the right position to excel at whatever position they're playing at. Yeah, I, I thought that we saw – like flu said a word today and, and you've mentioned it as well a couple of times comfortability mm-hmm. it just seems like this offense is so much because normally right it, and bears fans we know this right 110 percent. what do we always hear from day one well the defense is ahead of the offense that's normal yeah. we it, it didn't feel that way today it felt like and granted flu even came out and said in the beginning right this was more like an OTAs because 100%. we're doing some ramp up different things with some of these guys eddie jackson and guys like that you know but so this was more like an OTAs also because of the weather, but there was more of a comfortability and you could tell that it wasn't just the offense going out there trying to figure it out mm-hmm. on the fly. Justin Fields was stepping in, making some really nice throws. I think even we we talked about we talked about PJ Walker probably more than anybody's talked about PJ yeah, Walker know, on his island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Temple he, University. He, he know what it was. PJ Walker, <laughs> Temple University. But he, but he 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 performed well. He season. looked good too, and I, and I think that's the thing, right? It wasn't just the the starting units that looked good out there. I was looking at the offensive line. I was looking at guys like Lucas Patrick, Jatire Carter, right? Mm-hmm. They even they looked like they were comfortable with what they were coming into. And I mean, speak to what that does. If you're comfortable coming in at training camp, what does that do when you're heading into now the preseason games? Of course, heading into the season. Yeah, I think the main thing with a practice like today is right. And you know, we we. You can't overlook the fact that it wasn't short. So in terms of the offensive line, right, in terms of you talking about the defense, the offense, you said, look, the head of the defense, right? Yeah. Well, we're getting a watered-down pass rush. Of course. You know, we're getting a safe pass rush. Those D linemen, they're not coming 100 miles an hour because they don't want to hit their the franchise quarterback, you know, QB1. But we did see that a couple of times, right. too, you where it was like, QB, that's man. probably a sack. Right, right. So at the same time, the main thing I think the coaches want to see, knowing that, hey, this is not going to be a, a physical practice just because of the limitations that we have, we want to see that you know your assignment, right? Coach Flues, when he came on this press conference, we just sat in it. He said the main thing that he was encouraged about offensively was he saw alignment, assignment, and guys were executing their jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you want to see because, you know, it's going to be hard for us to tell. Like we saw, you know, Khalil Herbert in, in pass protection. And I was like, you know, I think he, you know, I think he missed a guy right yeah. there in pass pro. Yeah. You know, that's what we need to see. And we won't get a glimpse of, you know, how these guys are going to execute plays, how are these guys are going to finish plays physically until they get in the pads. And I think that's not going to happen until next Wednesday. So, yeah. you know, I think right now the main thing is just, you know, guys offensively, I'm speaking, have a having a grasp of, of what their job entails on the offense, you know, making sure they're in the right position. He talked about Justin Fields as well. He said he felt like his rhythm, rhythm and timing was good. Yeah. I felt like his ball placement was a lot better. Uh, than what like I saw in many camps. Was quick. It was quick. Yeah. It's, and it's got to be quick because, look, he's actually getting more time 
we saw him getting more time than he would if it was a padded practice because yeah. those, those guys are coming. Oh, yeah. Those guys are coming. They you can't hit you, though. But, yeah, yeah, he, but yeah. you'll know. It, but you know. I, and we saw that a couple of times, right? I think it was there was a couple of plays where um, I, I, it might have been Dominique Robinson on the end where he got around um, uh, uh, Braxton Jones. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's probably a sack. Yeah. Now, he might Justin might have got the ball off. But the thing for me was he's probably knocking over your QB even mm -hmm. if it's not a sack. 100%. I don't want to see my quarterback getting hit and land on the floor. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And and for those guys, and I talked about the young guys, you know, taking advantage of this opportunity, right? An opportunity to each day to go out there and get better, right? Mm -hmm. An opportunity to, to show the coaches, uh, you know, how I've developed, how I've progressed throughout OTAs, throughout minicamp, throughout this offseason. And a guy like Dominic Robinson is a guy who, you know, I know, uh, you know, they're expecting him to take the next step. Yeah. They're expecting Travis Gibson to take the next step. You know what I'm saying? And we have not signed an edge rusher. And, you know, Post talked about it. Yes, if the opportunity becomes available, it's the right price. He's the right fit in terms of our culture, in terms of our locker room. And the money makes sense in terms of where it's not going to hurt us in the future, uh, in terms of being competitors in the offseason and in the free agency, then we'll make that happen. But he says, I'm comfortable and I'm excited to see the progress of the guys that we have in the building right now. He brought in Demarcus Walker as well, a veteran who's, you know, getting an opportunity here to to be a leader, but who's also being called upon to get more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. You know, those are the things that that we need to see here in training camp. Those are the things that will be answered here in training camp. We talked about a little bit, right? Just what we saw from Justin Fields. We've talked about the comfortability and different things like that, but you said something while we were up there watching him. Mean, you were like the one thing that I'm really looking to see is to see is he making that decision at the right time? Mm -hmm. And is he double guessing yeah. that decision? Is 100%. he, is he our second guessing? I should say that decision. Is he pump faking at all? We didn't, I don't think we saw any of that. The only thing that we saw from Justin, I think there were a couple passes that he made that I would have wanted to see him complete. I think there was one to Mooney in the right corner where um, he just, you know, he threw it up there a little over Mooney. Those things are going to happen mm -hmm. in a season. Um, but the one only thing that we really saw that I think we all were like, I don't really like that, was there was a play where he basically tried to thread a needle. Yeah. Didn't really see it happen. There was nobody yeah. there in a real game. That's probably a pick. Yeah. Everybody kind of was just waving their hands at it. Um, and it ends up going out of bounds being nothing. But I think that outside of those couple of moments, he looked like his decision-making was – right on time, right on point. He knew where he wanted to go if that wasn't there. And he did something that, I'm going to be honest with you, to see it in training camp this early does excite me. He was willing to take the underneath route. He was willing yeah, to take the guy who was just, hey, I'm wide open right here. It may be open down there, but right here is the play that we can make and complete. Boom, get that first down or whatever that is. Yeah, 100%. And when you looked at with what they did today was the emphasis was red zone. Yeah. Right, we saw seven on seven was in the red zone. The team peers was in the red zone. You talk about, uh, you know, the growth and maturity and development of a quarterback. Right, you got to know situational football. So if it's first down, you don't want to force the ball to play. In which you know the player you're talking about, in which yeah. he forget who the receiver was, but he tried to force it. I think it was Claypool on the left side. He might have been at the ten at that yeah, point. Yeah, ran a drag route, yep. and uh, he kind of tried to force that ball in there. Well, if it's first down, you eat that lineup and, and play the next snap because in the day we're in the red zone. We want points. Right. You know, in the NFL, points are at a premium. You know, we at least got to come away with three, but we want to score. And it's not like they weren't they weren't telling him, you know, just try and make a play mm -hmm. or stuff like that. It's not like they were telling him that because we saw P.J. Walker do it. 
Yeah. We saw PJ Walker in that same situation. Nothing's there. Boom. Dirty to the media. Yeah. But that's it. But it goes back to right uh, from a quarterback standpoint is, you know, you're setting a standard in culture. So quarterback coach, you've got to get on him right after that series when he comes off the field and say, hey, Justin, you know what? What should you have done? Yeah. And Justin should have the answer. You know what? I should have clocked it. We live the play. We live the play second down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though that's the only way. If if you're not hard on these guys, you're not. If you're not coaching them, over coaching them, even even though he knows he made a mistake, if you don't reinforce that through coaching, they'll never develop. He'll never get better. And if you're not doing it as a coach, you're doing him an injustice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, there's certain situations where we're going to see the growth. You know, we're going to see. And that was pain. one out of. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, and look at look <laughs> one at out of thirty great plays that he made it, or good plays that he made. Yeah, I mean, he made, made a, a ton of great. great ones, yeah. yeah, he made a ton of great plays, and like he will throughout the season in this training camp. So it, it's just good to see the guys out there. Um, you know, we talked about DJ Moore, and I want to go back to him for a second. It, it shows that, like I said earlier, the work that they put in, you know, this offseason down in South Florida, that that chemistry is really showing. Yeah. It's continuing to grow. We saw a little bit of that in the mini camp, but you know, first day of training camp, you know, I think we're going to see that. Justin already has that trust in him where, you know, when all, you know what hits the fan, I'm going to my guy. Yeah. I'm going to number two. And the MVP of the day was the DJ playing the music, in my opinion. Hey, the DJ the was DJ, a- hey, shout out to the DJ. Hey. Because every time Justin Fields caught a pass, we'll be here, Pat. <laughs> Say, go, DJ. Lil Wayne. Every I mean, time, it was, it every time he threw at the DJ, but I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I got to give Justin's rhythm credit as well. That's what tells me he was in rhythm. Yeah. He literally let that ball go. Right on cue. Bowed. DJ Moore catches it. Say, go, DJ. Yeah, I was right, like, all right, now, who did this? He was MVP. Who set this up? He was MVP, man. <laughs> he had me up there dancing. I'm trying to take notes and everything. I was having a flashback. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were. I thought I you were going to hit a couple of a uh, couple of jigs out there. I'm not going to lie to you. I got nervous, man. I miss, I miss it. You know, I, I saw Briggs was on the other day, and he was talking about you know training camp, and he loved training camp. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, I, I'm in line with Briggs. Like the the bonds that we created at training camp, um, it really helped give us good chemistry throughout the season. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a little different because it's here at Hallis Hall. Yeah. You know, we were down in Bourbon A. We are in the dorms. It was like being in college. You right. know what I'm saying? Our dorm was like a big football house. Everybody's got their door open. Guys are playing video games. Guys are playing cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. here it's like, it's a little different because you have to go home. You come to practice and you got to go home. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to go home. Because one, you know, my kids were younger at the time. I knew I had to go home and, you know, I'm studying my playbook, but I have to, you know, make bottles and change diapers at the same time. I needed to focus. I needed to focus. I needed to hang out and unwind after practice yeah, with my guys. Yeah, yeah. But all of all of that, all of uh, all of that being said, like that, that right there, those bonds you create, you know what I mean, outside of the field is what will help you. Tra- it will help you during the season. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like you got to know the man you're going into battle with, you know, who you're going into the game with, you got to know the man. And those are opportunities. Um, I think that's, that that's being missed with training camp being here at Hallis. You miss those opportunities because at the end of the day, after meetings, we're going home. Right. You know what I mean? You're not around that person 24 seven. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think, yeah. but hey, I, I like the format, you know, because I, I definitely don't, I love Bourbon A, but I, I'm happy I, I get to drive right up the street and, and, and <laughs> instead of driving all the way down to Bourbon A. It's, be, it's better for real life now. It's I'm better for you. real life. You ain't got to play no more. You know what I'm mean? Telling, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I saw you trying to grab a helmet out there. You know, you know what I mean? You put a little itch. See, man, would have got me. Hey, 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 big guy, big guy. No, it's different now. Oh, man. Well, hey, we, we got, I think that training camp today was a interesting day. But it becomes much more interesting when you find out that 20 minutes before training camp Man. starts, Cole Komet 
gets a fifty million dollar extension i believe 36 of that is guaranteed man um yeah let me double check that i mean what what do you think of what are your thoughts on well you know cole Komet and and what he is with this bears team? yeah you know the only thing i don't like about cole Komet is he went to st vider so that's what i don't like about cole Komet. you know me (laughs) being a carmel catholic head coach that's our rival but i mean in all seriousness he's a he's a great player you know he's an ascending player and you want to reward the sending players with contracts like that. And I'm not sure where that contract ranks amongst tight ends. I think we talked about 32.8 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That is a uh, fourth among tight ends right now. So you paid him as a top five tight yeah, end. He gets 20 million next year yeah. or th- this year coming up. He's your franchise. He's a top tight five tight end. Yeah. And I think with what he's, called to do in this offense right and yeah. you look at it today right you look at the different personnel groupings and we know you know cole is more of a y which is more of an inline tight end right so he's blocking at the point of attack especially with their the run scheme that the bears have here the outside zone he's very important in terms of either setting an edge or he's in charge of blocking that defensive end who's in a wide nine yeah. which is outside shade of that tight end like he's a vital part of the running game but he was also a vital part of the passing game because we know in, in offenses, good offenses, a tight end can be a quarterback's best friend. Right. Just look at Kansas City. You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Kelsey and, and Mahomes, they got that chemistry. And am I saying that Cole Komet can be Kelsey or is he that type of player? I think Komet's a better blocker. You know, I think, you know, Kelsey may, he's more developed as a route runner, but yeah. with the ascension that we've seen from Cole Komet, he's only going to get better. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I liked about it, that he the comedy made in this press conference in terms of saying that I want to prove to them that I'm worthy of this deal and I want my play to outperform this deal. Yeah, that's the type of mindset you want from a player who just got paid. And obviously that still remains to be seen. He's saying the right things now. But at the end of the day, you know, I've seen in this league, a lot of guys get paid and they tend to shut it down. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I got paid. I got my money. Now I'm shutting it down. Yeah. I don't think Cole commit. I don't think that's in his DNA. I think he wants to continue to ascend. I think he, you know, obviously he said the main goal for him is winning playoff games, winning Super Bowls, but also making sure that we have the ability to keep bringing the guys that can help this football team. And Coach Flu spoke strongly about how he felt about him. What did he say? He said he's a pro. He's a great teammate. Yeah. And he's a great leader in times of adversity. That's the type of guy. Uh, who's a Chicago Bear, and that's the type of guy that you want, you know, being a pillar in the locker room in terms of helping lead, uh, you know, your team or this organization. As far as extensions go, this is Ryan Pace, or Ryan Poles, not Ryan Pace. He was extending everybody. Well, Ryan Poles first. Hey, hey, oh, he was extending man. everybody. Oh, I talk about Pace. Ryan Poles. Right. As, as far as Ryan Poles, I think technically there's a rule on Waddle and Sylvie that I'm supposed to get a pie in the face or something like that. Don't y'all show up with no pie. <laughs> no, no, don't, you, don't you show up with no pie who's, out so, here? So who's supposed to get a pie? Uh, did you say pace, or did you say polls instead of pace, or polls and vice versa? Huh. You're doing it. If you mess it up, you get a pie. So I'm good. I ain't say it. Like I told you, I'm gonna tell on you. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, I listen. Told you, I'm gonna tell on you. I'm a teller. I'm a I'm a girl. I'm a tattle tell. Hey, listen. Tell. Don't y'all pull up with no pie. <laughs> Sylvie, Sylvie, the only Which one that got one, right? Sylvie's the only one that got one. What you think? Apple. He said. Said it was stinking. Half cream. What kind of pie? I'm gonna bring one. Gonna the bring key one lime is gonna. <laughs> That's that Florida pie right there, man. That's Florida boys, we know about key lime. I'm not. Pie. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm gonna bring one tomorrow. It's gonna be hot too. You're gonna be sticky. You're gonna be sticky, man. 
Hey, dog. <laughs> y'all come around me with a pie. Y'all better, y'all better show with them dollar store pies. Like, making the day tonight. Bear down. Pow. Bear down. That's the thing, too. You're going to wind up with I'm it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to hit you with the, but I'm going to have the pie in this hand. I'm going to hit you with the, <laughs> Right. Just fake it out. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, this is this is Ryan Pohl's first extension uh, of the names that could have been extended. I mean, you're talking about guys like Khalil Mack. You're talking about Roquan mm. Smith. You're talking, you know, like. Do you feel good about this as Ryan Pohl's first extension that he's been able to make? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, he's rewarding guys not just based upon their ability on the field. Yeah. But like I said, he's, he's rewarding them based upon how they fit into the grand scheme of things, how they fit in the locker room, how they fit in terms of the culture. You know, are they guys who can, you know, continue to be examples of what the standard is on a day in and day out basis? You know, those are the type of guys that you're going to reward these type of contracts. You know, you and he's just showing that, yeah, you know, talent is one thing, but it's the makeup of the man. That's one of the most important things. And, you know, if you want to have a, success, a successful team, you've got to have both. you got to have players that are men that go out there and, and, and bust their behind every day. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they got to be playmakers. So you got to have, you know, you got to have a combination of all those things if you want to be rewarded. Uh, he's just showing you that, you know, they're looking for guys that can lead but also play some good football. As Drake would say, combination. Uh, I think that uh, at the end of the day, nobody got that? Nobody seen the freestyle? Did you see? Did you like the freestyle? Oh, no? Okay. I think think the one thing that to me, when I look at Cole Komet, it's not that, it's not that Cole Komet is a bad player by any means, Mm -hmm. but I do question, can he be that safety net for Justin every time? That's a twofold street though. Justin has to want to go to his safety net. And I think that at times we saw Justin Fields want to make the bigger play or, you know, I mean, he's getting hit at left and right every 30 seconds. So he's got to like kind of roll out and try and make a play with his legs. And that's why we saw him run so well this season or last season. But I, can't he be that consistent safety net? We did see him make some really nice underneath catches today. Um, he, he definitely looks like he's stronger. Yeah. Coming into this season. So I think we'll see, man. Cole Komet, Ryan Pohl's first extension. I'm I'm very interested to see how this is going to work out in the long term, especially. I mean, right now you're paying him as basically a top five tight end coming in the next season. Is he going to be that? Because even yeah. with the production he had last season, it's not top five production. Yeah, but you have to. You look at it like this, right? And you said that's on field. You said, obviously, Komet has to perform, but it's also on Getsy, the offensive coordinator, right? You got to put him in position. You yeah. have to understand, right? A buddy of mine. He's a scout for New England, right? And I used to ask him, I said, hey, so, you know, back – and this was, you know, Bill's been there. This is obviously back when, you know, they were winning these championships back when Brady was there. And I said, well, how are you guys so successful in the draft? Like, every you – know, a lot of the guys that you draft, you don't hear about them. They're drafting later rounds, but they come out and they all and they end up being one of the cornerstones, yeah. you know, of your team. And he says a lot of scouts, right, they look at guys in terms of, you know, what they can't do. He said, we look at guys and we like to evaluate them on what they can do. Yeah. What can they do that fits what we're doing? So if you have a receiver, right? Yeah, he may not be able to run a go route and he may not run a 4-4, but he's a great slant route runner. And if our route concepts contains most of our receivers running slant routes and this guy is, you know, uh, one of the top three slant route runners in the draft, we're going to take him because we're not going to ask him to do something that that's not do. within his skill set. So saying all that, to say that Getsy. He has to do things right 
that fits Cole Komet's skill set in terms of the passing game. Right. You know what I mean? Cole, what routes are you comfortable with? You know what I mean? Justin, what routes, what routes do you are you comfortable with Cole running? You know what I'm saying? You've got to put Cole in position to be successful. Not just Cole, but everybody in this offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Justin too. The offensive line too. You know, they got to have these tough discussions. And you know, I think there's an honesty that has to come about to where, you know, Khalil, what do you, you know, in terms of pass protection, like what do you feel comfortable with in terms of pass protection, right? It's your job to go out there and execute your job. You have, you have to go out there and make the block. But if you feel like there's something that we can change, you know, within this offense that makes it more conducive to us being successful, then those are the things that you have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, Getsy, right, I think it's one thing to have a scheme, but it comes to a certain point to where, the players, right? The player skill set trumps the scheme. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't force somebody to do something they're not comfortable with. Same thing with Justin Fields, right? If he's not just comfortable staying in the pocket and being a pocket passer, well, you got to get him on the move. Yeah. Right. You got to get him in rhythm. You got to find different ways to to get him going, you know, intermediate routes, screens, things to get him going, you know what I'm saying? So he can build his confidence up. And that's up to the offensive coordinator. He's that's his job. His job is to put in place the right game plan, to put in place the right offense, to make all these guys successful, regardless of what their skill set is. Yeah, and it, it's going to be – I think that he's going to have a slew of weapons available to him. Cole Komet's going to have a ton of opportunity. And the one thing that Cole said that really stands out to me is that he talked about – somebody. I think it might have been Courtney. Somebody asked him, um, you know, how do you feel like you've gotten better throughout your career? And he said, I didn't block at all yeah. before. Like, I didn't need to. Yeah. It wasn't a part of what I did. Now, I would consider myself a pretty good blocker. I think just improving my game all the way around and continuing to improve my game all yeah. the way around. The one thing that we can't say about Cole Komet that we saw last season with how the Bears are utilizing him, he's definitely improving his game. How he, how he He's definitely improving his game to the point where he's becoming more of an all-around tight end. I don't think he'll ever be a Kelsey or – you know, a Kittle, mm. but that doesn't mean that you can't get really, really good production. I think on the flip side of that, when you look at the offense that gets, he's putting together the ability that Justin Fields has, like yeah. the part that people don't think about, I think because we want him to be a passer so much, he's still going to use his legs. Yeah. That means that you're turning plays that should be three seconds, the ball's out into sometimes it might be four or five seconds. Not a DB has got to keep up with DJ Moore for five seconds. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, one thing that, you know, going back to the tight end, uh, we didn't mention the addition of Robert Tunyon. It's going to be huge. huge. I mean, you look at the formationally today, we saw a lot of 12 personnel uh, in which Komet and Tunyon was in, you know, in the game together. And a lot of movement with Tunyon. But Flew's touched on in his press conference, right? He said, um, you know, having two tight ends of their caliber, right? What does it do? Well, it creates mismatches. Yeah. It creates one-on-ones. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that, you know, especially in situational football, you know what I'm saying? Third and short, you know, in the red zone, on you know, on the goal line. Right. Uh, being able to have those guys in and, you know, being able to run the ball with both of those guys in there, but also being able to pass the ball and create mismatches, that's to our advantage because we didn't have that last year. Yeah. You know, the whole, the whole focus in that title room was on Cole. So I think Cole getting a new contract is going to really benefit this year from the addition of Robert Tunyon. Yeah. And you talk about Fields, his skill set is so dynamic, right? And, you know, they talk about they want Fields to – everybody wants Fields to develop as a passer, right? The one thing that I don't want to see Fields do is 
limit his natural given playmaking ability. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like no, if, he, if he has to run, run. Because you're a dynamic when you take off with that ball. But not only are you dynamic, you're a problem solver. So the defense is bringing one more guy than we can block, right? Justin has the ability, right, to make that guy miss, take off, and extend, you know, the uh, extend the drive, but also not just extend the drive to take that thing to the house. How yeah. many times did we see that last yeah. year? He has that type of ability. And that's the type of quarterback that all these teams are looking to draft. Look at the Colts, Anthony Richardson. They're looking for a dynamic quarterback. Everybody's trying to find a, a, a quarterback who's, you know, not not so much a game manager anymore. Yeah. That's out the window. Like the quarterback position in today's NFL, you have to be a game changer. You have to be a playmaker. And that's what we have here in Chicago. And, you know, I just I, I want to see him develop as a passer, but I do not want that to hinder, you know, his natural ability to make plays. Yeah, we got we got to stop using the word dual threat quarterback. It's the dumbest thing in today's NFL. Yeah, they all can run. <laughs> they, run. <laughs> they, they all can run. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you. Josh Allen runs. Yeah, yeah I mean, like every, Patty Mahomes runs. Patrick Mahomes runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not now. Is it to Kirk the extent Cousins, that some of Kirk them? Run. Hey, listen, I've seen Kirk. Actually, Kirk Kirk is like Jay a little bit, though. Like, Kirk yeah. is, well, he didn't got older now, but you know how Jay would, like, every now and then he'd sneak out the pocket? He'd be like, oh, yeah, you kind of fast. Well, I'll tell you what, like, watching that quarterback series, and I know there were some questions asked in yesterday's press conference uh, to Justin about that that quarterback series yeah. on Netflix. I, I watched it. I was hooked. I yeah. binge watched it. And you know, when they asked Justin that question, I was like, please say yes, please say yes. Cause I would I would love to see, I would love to have that access or or the Bears fans to see that access in terms of what he goes through. Yeah. The pressure he faces. You know what I mean? He's been under that spotlight his entire life. Yeah. Coming out of high school. Well, he did one in high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah coming yeah. out of high school, he was number one recruit. Um, you know, he 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 won that uh that quarterback what, QB eleven challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope I'm not butchering it. I think it's the uh, Elite Eleven challenge. Yeah, he yeah, won yeah. that and uh Trevor Lawrence was in that in that competition as well. So he's been in the spotlight his whole career. He's had pressure put on him his whole career. You know what I mean? So when he shut that down, I was, you know, I was kind of disturbed. But I say all that to say, you know what? Despite Kurt playing in Minnesota, <laughs> and you know, I don't like to give no credit to the teams in <laughs> NFC North. I hate mentioning their name. But Kurt, I mean, I, I got respect for him because I've seen firsthand what these quarterbacks go through. I've yeah. seen the hits they, they take. Yeah. You know, I've missed a block or two and got a quarterback killed. Oh, and I'm man, like, oh, man, man, like, get up, Rex. I'm sorry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they <laughs> like they take some shots. They go through yeah. a lot. And, uh, you know, all all, all NFL up, players Rex. go through a lot. Hey, get up, Rex. It's get up, tough. Rex. I missed my block. Let me help you up, man. Let me help you up, man. I'm sorry, Rex. But uh, you rocky them, you know, like a rocky hey, movie. That's what happens when you don't when you don't throw the fullback in <laughs> the ball on the flat and wide open. I might miss that block on that linebacker. He was now, Adrian in the stands. Get let up, Rex. Look, hey, Rex didn't throw me the ball on the flat, right? Let that linebacker come through Scott Free and I look back. At oh like man. <laughs> now nah, let me stop, man. But no, nah, I mean it, 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 it they do go through a lot. Uh not just quarterbacks, all NFL players. Yeah. Like the healthiest these guys will be is right now. Was right now. It's right now. Yeah. Throughout the entire season, every player that's going out there playing on Sundays is going to be playing at a percentage level of 80%, 90%, 95%, yeah. some guys 60%. You're never going to feel as good as you are as the first day. Yeah, And that's what it takes to be a pro, right? Not just the adversity that you face from, you know, the media, us, you know, all eyes on you, the pressure that's put up, that's put on you uh, in terms of you performing. Like there's pressure in terms of you have to be able to go out there and have the mental toughness, the physical toughness to go out there and perform yeah. when you got a sprained ankle, 
You know what I mean? You, you separated shoulders, yeah. broken fingers, but you're expected to go out there and make plays. That's what makes you a pro. As a leader, too. I mean, I think I always think about the stories that have come out now about a lot of players who didn't do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, I think it was, um, who was the DB from New England when Jimmy Garoppolo was there? They, they lead DB. I can't think of his name right now. One that got the, he wasn't a lead. Um, got the pick in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Butler. Butler. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Butler. Yeah, Malcolm he said Butler. it was very big when they was out there busting their butts yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't come to practice because yeah. something was hurt. Yeah, you know he talked about that. I tried to I catch don't worry it. About it. Don't worry about he, it. He talked about that on the podcast. You know, it was. It was. It was I tried, man. I, I didn't have quick enough hands. Yeah, play, yeah. I didn't have quick enough hands. Right. It's about what you can do. You don't I have hands. Do. You don't have hands. But what can you do? You can host a great podcast. I can host a good podcast. You can host a good podcast. So I'm evaluating on what hey, you can do. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Right. We got to get some basketball well, going. Right, my my on. athletic prowess I'm, has not looked good on you. Pat, a lot of. Pat can't catch. He has no hands. <laughs> What we can do is, what do we? Tr we're trying to run a podcast, so you're a perfect fit for what we're trying to do. Hey right man, I gotta, I gotta get back on the bed. We need some basketball footage out here, dog. It's not good. It's like Sylvie beat me with a double move and a, and a read out here. He oh, faked me man. out, Jay. Man, he hit oh, me with man. the old veterans. I came more. I got the plantar fasciitis. Oh, the foot man. don't work. I'm not gonna be doing too much running. They hit me with a double move and took off. It's dirty oh, out here, man. Sylvie. That's my guy. He's funny, man. But no, uh, I just I just think that right when you look at a lot of the leaders in the locker rooms and stuff like that, you know that Justin Fields is the guy. Mm -hmm. The thing that I think has built him the respect is everyone in the league, including the Bears here, see him get up after taking a beating night in and night out. Yeah. And literally just go, next play, let's go. Yeah. Hundred percent. Does his breathing exercise? Goes next play. Let's go, and and he's right back out there. So I'm I'm so excited. I will say this: we mentioned Trevor Lawrence. We talked about the Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence connection. Um, NFL Top 100 starting to release some players, and uh, Justin Fields. First off, I believe he's the first quarterback to ever make the NFL Top 100 yeah, for the Chicago Bears. Bears. Yeah, first Bears, first one that uh, since they've had the show that I've seen. Yeah. You know, I, I thought maybe Jay might have made it. I don't remember him ever making it, but I well, thought maybe he made it. Yeah, I know I know a fullback. We never had one either. And they didn't yeah. Fullback, you know. You really I, on the fullback thing today. You really hey, my guy. You really profit. Shout out to Robert Burns. I'm gonna give you some fullback love, man. He made it <laughs> they motioned him out of the backfield, gets to using his creativity. <laughs> Robert Burns comes out of the backfield, runs a Texas route, which is an angle route. Yep, yep, some yep. offenses call it Texas, some just call it a plain old angle. Ran an angle route, Justin Fields put the ball in the money in the red zone. Could have been a big game. Yeah. So fullback love. I see you out there, big game. Big game in a real game. I, I I can't wait to see it, man. I can't yeah, wait so to see we'll it. See. But 10 spots above Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's, yeah. And and those two have been linked like their entire lives. Yeah. Like, like Justin's from Kennesaw. Hope I didn't. Oh, Kennesaw, right? Justin's yeah, from, yeah. He's from Kennesaw. He, he's from Kennesaw. And Trevor, I'm not sure where he's from, but I know it's close. They're like from right. They're like they played against each other their yeah, entire like, lives, basically. And, and Trevor, like starting out in high school, Trevor was like rated above Justin. So even on that, you know, I watched a uh, they had a uh, that Elite Eleven when they were yeah. chronicling Justin Fields' high school career. You know, starting off, he was always in Trevor's shadow. You know what I mean? And they're right down the street from each other. So it's 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 good to see that. Justin's was 86 on the top 100. What was Trevor? What number was 96? That? Trevor was 96, 10 spots ahead of it's, Trevor, which is which is crazy because Trevor, like, I mean, hey, he won a playoff game. Yeah, he won a playoff game, but <laughs> he I won a playoff game. Yeah, like, won a playoff game. are we, are we, are we, let me, this is what I'll ask, right? 
I believe that Justin Fields does belong on the list. But is the list, does the list still feel valid knowing that Trevor Lawrence won what they win their last seven games in a row, got two to playoffs, complete underdogs versus the Chargers? And I mean, the Chargers, Chargers. I'll tell you why it's valid. This is why it's valid, right? And we can look at all of those things you talked about. Trevor won the playoff game. Right? Yep. Turn that franchise around. Yep. This is voted on by the players. This is true. 100%. By the players. This is true. Cartersville, Georgia, by the way. Cartersville, Georgia. That's where Trevor, uh, Trevor is. Yeah. yeah. This is voted on by the players. Yeah. So the players have spoken. They feel that, hey, you know what? Despite Justin not having the same success in terms of wins and losses yep. and playoff games and yeah, things yeah. of that nature, his overall makeup as a quarterback right now is ranked 86 in the league. Is- 10 spots above Trevor. Is this and this is what I what I wanted to ask too? Are the players taking situation of what the Chicago Bears have been into 100%. account in that? Because 100%. I mean, when you heard him talk about, I think it was Terry McLaurin. He said, "Listen, he's never complained. He's taking all the shots. He yeah. keeps getting back up. He goes back out there and he's trying to make a play, and he makes a play." Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you look at, I mean, look what he did last year, and that's all we have to go off of last year. Right? Yeah. So we keep going back. Look what he did last year. Right. Yeah. How many times? Or how many games did he keep us in it? Yeah. Despite what his numbers was in the passing game. Yep. Despite how many yards uh, our defense was giving up rushing. Yep. Right. You see him make a dynamic play. We're like, wow. Like this is this is crazy. Like this is a quarterback doing this. I mean, I think it was. I don't know who they were playing, but they're in the red zone and he scrambled to the right, reverse field, came back Giants. to the left, and ran over a DB yeah, for Giants. a touchdown. The Giants, right? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He ran him flat over now. Right. And I'm like, ooh, like, I hope he's not hurt. And got up and like spun the ball and beat his chest. <laughs> and I was like, man, like, this is a quarterback. Hey, there are a quarterback. There are those moments where you be like, oh, yeah, he is 6'4, ain't he? Yeah, That's that, a big dude. Man, like, I'm telling you, he, he came, Justin came to the school last week. Yeah. Came to Carmel Catholic High School. Yeah. So I keep plugging. Yeah, plug. Carmel Catholic Corsairs. When was the first game? He came to August 25th. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm not going to name the team because I don't want to give him no credit. Oh, dog. I don't name other teams. <laughs> But but and and going to your point though, Pat, like he's a big human being. Yeah. Like he came out to the school, um, called, he wanted to use track. Hey, I got you, man. I want you to be great. Uh, if I can help aid in any way, I'm you can have to feel whatever you want. Call me at three in the morning, I'll be there to open the field for you. Cause he he he's a hardworking dude, yeah. humble kid, hardworking, like real respectful, awesome. And when he's when he like this is the first time I I've seen him, you know. From a distance in mini camp, yeah, you know, yeah, I've yeah. seen him on you know on the field from a distance, but like in person, when you're up on him, like when we're talking, the dude's huge. Like he's a big. He weighs about. He said he was about two twenty eight. That was last week. So I don't know what he's at now, but he's a solid. He's a solid guy. He's put together. I mean, and he's he's expl- he's explosive. Like that track workout. I mean, what he was doing, the conditioning, and you know the Twitter heads out there. Like I I posted him running, and they're like, oh, he needs to be working on passing. The guy's conditioning. You know what I mean? He's got to run. He's got to condition his body. But hey, man, you know how it is, man. You Come know on. there are one. no better coaches I'm in the you, world than Twitter man. coach. And I knew it was coming. It was like, <laughs> you should be posting him throwing the ball. I'm like, guys, he's working on his conditioning. But to say all that, he like his suddenness is like it's explosive. Yeah. It's like we were talking about Tyler Scott. Yeah. You know, we saw him catching punts today and how that first step was now. It was instant. Like Justin has that that burst, you know what I'm saying? Like that burst, which is not not a lot of people have that. Yeah. To where you can get the full speed on that second step, like that's God given. That's that's 
Like he has a burst. He has another gear. And to be that big and to play quarterback and have that skill set, skill set, you got an arm, you could run. Like, like he like the sky's the limit. You know what I mean? And it's up to this this coaching staff to do all they can to help develop him, to help bring that greatness, you know, out of him. And as much as we talk here in Chicagoland about the pressure being on Justin Fields, yeah. the pressure's on the organization to develop this guy, yeah. right? Because when you go back and let's look at the history of quarterbacks that have played here for the Bears, right? We always put the blame on, on the player, right? And I'm a former Bear. I play with a lot of quarterbacks. I want this team to succeed more than anybody. But the pressure has to be on the organization making sure that, hey, you know what? We got it right this time Yeah. in terms of, yeah, we got the right quarterback. We got the right people around him to groom him into being a franchise quarterback. So all the pressure is not just on Justin as individually. It's on the organization as a whole to develop this guy into a franchise quarterback. No, 100%. I'm, I'm so – dog, when I tell you seeing Justin Fields from last season to this season, just like seeing him, what he did in the games, mm-hmm. and seeing – how quick his reaction is this year. There were a couple times last year where Courtney talked about it too. Mm-hmm. It felt like Justin knew he should have threw the ball. Like he was, there was one place rolling left, and it, I think it's still turning into a touchdown. He's just, a, he's a freak of nature. He's a, he's a freak athlete, yeah. but he's rolling left. He's looking right the entire time. And you could see, I want to say it was commit underneath. And he's like, I'm wide open. Like you could release anytime. Mm. And Justin was like, I'm going to just run it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like we saw any of that. Like, the decision made. And again, right, the pass rushes and is real. And it mm-hmm. is very different in today's setting. But I do like that throughout the entire OTAs, minicamp, all of that, it seems like we're saying the same things. And they're positive things for once. So we, we were saying the same things about Mitch the entire time. But it was like he kept overthrowing this dude. You know, Allen Robinson was open. Mm-hmm. He missed him. Yeah. We're not hearing those things. We're not seeing those things about Justin Fields. And there's that consistency that, that from OTAs, okay, is it real? To minicamp, is it real? Mm-hmm. Now we're in training camp. Is it real? It, I, I think it's real, guys. I think Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback. I'm really yeah. excited about it. He talked about being a 4,000-yard passer. I think we got one here, man. I don't know yeah. if he's going to be 4,000. Yeah. 4,000 might be. But this is the thing, right? <laughs> and people made – you know, there was a lot of hoopla about Justin saying, oh, he's gonna, he's not going to throw for 4,000 yards. Why is he saying that? He's cocky, right? It's regular. At the end of the day, right? Come on. Like, at the end of the <laughs> day, regular. right? If you're – when I go in the huddle with a quarterback, yeah. right, I don't want that quarterback to get in the huddle and say, you know what, guys, I think we're going to score this drive. No. I want you to come in the huddle, take command in the huddle, and say, you know what, we're scoring this drive. Yeah, yeah. Because now you have the belief of the guys around you, yeah. right? That's going to make me – want to go out there and short my neck even more to make that block for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I want a quarterback that's confident, right, and he's cocky because he's put in the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why Justin said, yeah, I'm going to throw for 4,000 yards because the guy has put in the work. And I've talked about pressure before, right? That pressure, right, Justin made that statement. So, yeah, he's got pressure on him, but now the pressure is put amongst that offensive line yep. to protect that receiving core to make sure they're in, yep. in the right position to make sure that they're catching the ball and the running backs to make sure they pick up their man in the pass protection. Yeah. He put that pressure on the offense as a whole. You know what I'm saying? So you, you have a quarterback that's that's making statements like that. He just He's telling you that I believe in the guys that I have around me. I believe in the system that gets he's put in place. I believe in myself second year in the system to be able to go out there and exceed all expectations and do things that have never been done here before from a quarterback standpoint. Yeah. 
I mean, and that's what he said. Nobody's ever done it. I mean, a 4,000-yard passer seems – it's so – it's sad and it's funny to me. Like, we talk about that number like it's the best number you can go out there and get. And Jared Goff has done it multiple times. Yeah, it's only like – Kirk Cousins has done it, it multiple like 200 times. 200-some yards a game, I think. 266 yards yeah, a game. Yeah, they, yeah. Somebody said 66.2. What's the point two of a yard? Don't worry yeah, about see, it. See, I went you know I mean? to go to school for math. I, it's about what I can do. <laughs> it's about what you can do. I wasn't good at math, <laughs> but what I could do is play football. Let's get it Let's get it Not saying I went to school for football because the Temple University, a great academic school. Can't add. Same school as my guy, P.J. Walker. But, but I didn't say I was good at math. It's about what I can do. Plays fullback. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you had it. I got you. you. He's on on top of it, too. But no, for sure. Uh, Hey, I mean, I think that we got a good first day here. I think that we have a a really, really fun three weeks of training camp that we're going to get to sit in ahead of us. And I'm excited about what we got coming with this team. I really am. And every day I get a little bit more excited. Let us know how you guys feel in the comments below, man. As always, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Joined by J-Mac and EO in the back. EO. Eric Skrowski, producer, always. Appreciate it. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Peace.